Hello, I'm Father Carl Esker from the Basilica of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Brooklyn, New York. Today is the third Sunday of Easter. We continue our celebration of Jesus' resurrection with the reading of Jesus' appearance to the disciples in the upper room in the Gospel according to Luke. A few privileged disciples share with the others how they had seen the risen Lord. Jesus suddenly appears in their midst. Yes, it, it really is Jesus. They can touch him and see the nail marks in his hands and in his feet. And yes, he is really alive because he can sit and eat with them. But a painful question hangs in the air. Why did Jesus have to suffer such a horrible death? Luke tells us that Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Somehow it was all God's plan and could be understood by meditating on the Psalms, the law of Moses, and the preaching of the prophets. When understood properly, they all revealed that the Christ would have to suffer and then rise from the dead to overcome both sin and death. That the disciples took this to heart we can hear in the Acts of the Apostles, as Peter explains to the people how a lame person was cured in the name of Jesus and calls them to repentance for their sin of handing Jesus over to death. John takes up the same theme in his letters as does Paul in his. It seems to be part of the human experience to believe more in evil than in goodness. We experience difficulties, hardships, and even outright evil, and almost expect it, so that when we experience solidarity and goodness, it almost comes as a surprise. We did not expect the horrors of the present pandemic, but once it began, the political infighting that made it more difficult to deal with was expected. So we took a little solace in celebrating the heroism of the health professionals but how many essential workers suffered in the background because of discrimination and prejudice. That prejudice is bubbling over in random, almost daily acts of violence and has become an open sore through the institutionalized violence against members of our society, especially when it results in death at the hands of the police. What has been most shocking to me is to discover that when confronted by police, an African-American member of our society always expects the worst possible outcome. That's not something I can accept. As a society, we can either wallow in our misery, or as Peter and John tell us, we can find the antidote in Jesus. People trying to break an addiction have to reach for a power higher than themselves. We Christians believe not so much in a power as in a person, Jesus Christ, who lives in relationship with us and helps us to relate better to one another. Peter tells his listeners, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be wiped away. And John writes to his community, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, is expiation for our sins, and not only for our sins, but for those of the whole world, and calls on them to live the commandment of love they have received from God. In the Gospel, 
the risen Jesus sealed his presence among his disciples by eating a meal with them. He then gave them the mission to take repentance and reconciliation to the world. Jesus is risen. He's conquered sin and death. In him, we do the same. May God bless you.